Welcome to Brother to Brother, a podcast that is part therapy, part tongue-in-cheek, and all real talk. This is episode 95, five away from the century mark, which, I mean, that's that's a big deal. Again, we don't plan on doing anything big for it, but it is a big deal. And joining me as usual, uh, my brother, soon to be something else, soon to be something else, actually soon to be two things, uh... Are you Reggie, aka Adonis? I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Okay. Damn it. I'm. I'm sick and tired of sitting on this news. Just sitting on it and just sitting, sitting on, on it. it. It's still too early. Okay. I'm being told. All right. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Anywho, yeah. Hello, everybody. It's me, Reginald. Your boy. It's your from boy. North Carolina, the Tar Hill. Woo-hoo. But not from. From maybe. I don't know. What do you call people from Massachusetts, other than massholes? Well, I was going to say massholes is about it. I mean, you could call them Minutemen, but I mean, we weren't the only state that had them, so. Oh. So I'd go with massholes. Okay. Because we 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 take that title proudly. We're like, you damn right, motherfuckers. You damn right. And you but say yeah, so and shit like that, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's wicked smart. Oh, wicked pissa. That's a good time for. I'm gonna have to start. You. I'm gonna have to start learning all these these phrases and things. I can't why? wait to buy why? you. Why am I gonna I have wait. to learn all this stuff? We'll talk why about would that you later in Carson Corner? Mm-hmm. I just say this. I can't wait to gift you your first. Uh, what you call it? Your first peacoat. Hmm. Right, and then you to, can buy your own. Then I'm gonna have to start. Learning all the Patriots' names and... No, the fuck you won't. You will join me in the anti-Patriot corner. Which will just make the Patriots fans... I'll just make Patriot fans love you even more. Because mm-hmm. they'll be like, ah, look at these losers. <laughs> Anywho, let's get started with the Cars Corner, I guess. Let's just yeah, right into, into it. Because, like, there isn't really a much, that ha- much that happened this week. Like, I Especially mean... Since- Especially since we recorded midweek last week, because of all the shit that was going down. That's true. That is true. I think maybe because we were trying to put stuff together, I was like, "Man, ain't shit happened this week." And then I, I forgot that we had, um, you know, we recorded in the middle of the week. So yeah. Any hoozles? Any hoozles? Any hoozles? Carson Corner, uh, Jonathan, why don't you start? What you got? What happened in the um, week of Jonathan Carson? The week of Jonathan Carson wasn't... It was pretty uh, slow. No, slow-ish. As I mentioned last week, uh, last episode, I should say, uh, my boss broke her... Maybe I didn't mention this, but my boss broke her leg. Uh, and so she lives in southern Maine. So she has about an hour and a half drive. little right around an hour and a half of traffic. Uh, to get into the office and so she will not be making that drive for the next now three to five weeks since one week is off um and how that affected me is that we have a bunch of new employees coming on new staff members coming on and i'm her backup for training because i know both sides of the system you you know your shit Mm -hmm. and so that means that i who normally work from home twice a week uh will not be doing that for the next four to six weeks i guess now three to five weeks so that's really all that that really happened for me this week. It's just a lot of extra work for myself. So is this like a uh, chance to move up? 
for you? I mean, I think it's I'm on that pathway basically to mm-hmm. uh, when her boss leaves in a little in a few years, probably less than a few years. He's been looking towards the door for a while that I can then move into her position as the operations team manager mm-hmm. and then stay on hopefully longer and then move into the operations, you know, maybe director or something like that. Probably have to go back to school for that. Oh, you would? I mean, I would, I would need, I I probably should anyways. I could do a two year program, get a, uh, a master's in, uh, you know, business administration or operation. I mean, there's so many different avenues I could go Mm -hmm. with a two year program. It's just a matter of what do I want to be doing after the program? Right, right, right. But, um, yeah, so I mean, that's, that's been pretty cool. But also, um, so I was cruising the uh, interwebs on Twitter, and I saw that one of a guest on one of my a show that we both like, uh, Culture Kings, uh, basically was saying how he wanted to get on eleven more podcasts before the end of the year. And you know, we always tell people, you know, shoot your shot. At least you'll know one way or another, you know. So, um, uh. I was so I basically shot my shot and was like, hey, you know, if you're looking to get on, check out my podcast, Gaining Rank. We rank shit, and I gave him a few topics. So we were able to get coming in the future. You'll see this in a few weeks. The head writer for a show called Craig of the Creek. If you're a fan of animation or if you have kids who watch Cartoon Network, you probably know about it. Um, and I'm a huge fan of the show. I like cartoons as it is. If you know anything about me, but what I love about this cartoon is it's the central figure i mean there are three main characters but the central figure craig is a african-american uh youth who's you know growing up in the creek and inside the creek there are all these diverse people you know you have his best friend kelsey whose mother passed away whose dad is a single father so it's you know they have this that whole dynamic that doesn't really come out in cartoons very often you have jp who's basically being raised by his sister who's a little off uh, and then outside of that, you have this explosion of characters. Uh, you have lesbian characters in there. You have um, handicapped characters in there. You have diversity of all different times. You know, Indian, Pakistani, Native American, white, foreign, European, like all these. Basically what you should see, you know, representation on television. Uh, so I'm a big fan of that show, and he's going to be on my show, and we're going to be talking uh, MCU villains. So I'm excited that's, for that. That's to awesome. That's awesome. Um, I'd love to be there if uh, you know. We oh, you're going to be there. You're going to be there. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. Uh, when when you told me about that, I was like, "Who? What? How did this happen? What? Okay." And I was yeah, like, it's... "Okay, bro, shoot your shot." And I'm glad. I'm happy for you because, like, I know that you really love that show, and. It, I I don't watch the show, and it's not because of the show or anything like that. It's just I don't have cable. It's just not I don't know. It's just not in my. You'd have to go well out of your way to. Yeah, I mean you've seen a couple episodes, right? Up and, here. and I've enjoyed what I I've seen, but um, yeah. So, like, I mean, it really when it comes down to it, what my television viewing habits it's probably a credit to the show that i don't watch it because i i watch a lot of shit if i'm honest i mean i watch <laughs> i mean i watch some good stuff like i watched expanse and 
I don't know, Man in High Castles. You know, like, I watch some good stuff, but I watch a lot of crap. Like, I watch, like, Van Helsing just came back, and I was like, oh, shit, Van Helsing is back. And I watched the, those DC shows. Like, I watched about every DC show with the exception of Arrow. You know, so that that's my media diet, you know. Oh, fan, can I tell you, you something? Know, sci-fi oh. and, and uh, superheroes, so... Yeah, speaking on DC, speaking on DC and uh, superheroes, you know how you always are like, why do you buy movies at the Dollar Tree? You always mm-hmm. you always ask me that, right? So yeah. I was at the Dollar Tree and I was just floating around, looking through some DVDs. There's a whole bunch of shit stuff I didn't want to get. Although I did get, uh, did you see the Lady in Black? Is that the movie that uh, Harry oh, Potter was in? Harry Potter. You know what? I tried to watch that and it was so long that I gave up. Like, I've tried to watch that for a couple times for the 31 Days of Horror, and I just keep giving up, and I just, like, I was like, you know what, I'm just, maybe this is just not a movie for me. Like, I don't know if it's the fault of the movie, or if it's just, like, I'm tired, you know, because, like, I watched a lot of movies before I uh, go to sleep or whatever, you know, Um, so, like, I don't know if I'm just watching it at the wrong time, or if it's just a boring fucking movie. But, I think it's a mix of both. The ending, I think, is worth it. It's a, I, I do think it's a good movie. I, I own it. Um, yeah. But I, I saw Woman in Black 2 there for a buck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got that. And then as I was picking that up, underneath it was an animated Vixen movie. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's a bunch a series of shorts, isn't it? I haven't watched it yet. But I was just like, okay. what? Sometimes yeah. Yeah, yeah, CW did uh, a bunch of shorts for, uh, I th- think Vixen got a short, uh, and, and they're basically, well, they're, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're decent. They're decent. I'll watch any superhero, yeah. much more God. Oh, well, also, then. Uh, uh, well, I, I was going to say, Woman in Black is 95 minutes, so maybe watch it when you're not tired. Okay. Um, What else is there? Oh, yeah, so speaking of... Um, I know Wonder Woman just got a new release, uh, an animated Wonder Woman movie. Um, oh, wait, they've already released it or they are making it? I think it's already out. Uh, Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Oh, I want to see that. Dude, I love the DC animated. That shit is on point. Did you see the uh, Batman Returns? I mean, uh, Batman Superman Returns? The one where that whole, with the new, whatchamacallit line that they've done with like the. Uh, the Rise of the Superman and... Yeah, Rise of the Superman. That's what it is. Rise of the Superman. Yes, I did. Yeah, that was good. I actually own that. Redbox. Oh, I don't know if you watched uh, Young Justice. You know how they came back and stuff, but... Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty good. I mean, you'd have to get the DC thing or find it some other way. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. Like, I I think I could tell that nobody's watching it because if they were, people would be outraged with Lex Luthor's portrayal because they went for full Donald Trump with uh, Lex Luthor. Oh wow! Yeah, like I think at one point he says something about make um something great again, superheroes or something like that. He he literally said, that. "I was like, okay." You know, because before I was like, I'm getting hints of Donald Trump throughout the season. I was like, oh, they just went full Donald Trump. Like, let's do Donald Trump now. Okay. That's so lazy. That's so, so lazy. 
I don't really like when people do that stuff. Like, mainly for two reasons. If it's, it's if it's a fictional character that you just created and you want to do commentary on the world, fine. Mm-hmm. But like Lex Luthor isn't an ignorant racist. Like you don't need to to make Lex Luthor more evil or or similar for the time. Like, you know what they kind of did this season? They kind of played Lex Luthor like um, uh, Senator Kelly in in, uh, in X Men, and like meta because the whole thing was about meta humans being a menace. I just oh, I just now realized that they stole the X Men. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Wow, that was a realization. I was like, oh, wait a minute. That whole season was about how meta humans... Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. Oh, uh, that is too That funny. just hit me. <laughs> now, now I'm going to have to reconsider whether I should be recommending that to people. <laughs> You're right. That is lazy. I mean, it's, it's just... That's the thing about it. It's just like... You don't got to be that lazy. Just make him evil because he's evil. Or yeah. create another character who fills that void, but don't change someone else's persona to... Because the problem with that is, ten years from now, when people look back at that movie or at the episode, the, it's, or when it's part of the collection of the overall story of Superman and that hero, it's just, it doesn't make sense. You're like, why was Lex Luthor like that? Why did Lex Luthor all of a sudden become anti-LGBTQ? Well, I mean, he, I he, they didn't like, go that far, but yeah, no, I'm I get just your saying, point. Like, right, if, right, I'm right. saying, like, if that becomes the in the next five years, that becomes a big push, or you know, it goes from being anti-other to anti-LGBTQ, and you write mm-hmm. another character like that, you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and then it starts to be like, well, at the time, yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't be lazy, man. Don't be yeah, lazy. don't be lazy. Um, but yeah, so also. There was a movie, uh, Teen Titans Go versus uh, Teen Titans. Hilarious! Like I love. Wait Teen for Titans real? Go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I, I want to see. That. It, it was amazing, and because it, like uh, they're going through like the the multiverse, right? Basically, mm-hmm. um, Trigon from Teen Titans Go and Trigon from Teen Titans team up to steal Raven's power. And then uh, the Teen Titans go have to team up with uh, the the original Teen Titans, and they're going through like the multiverse and meeting all these other Teen Titans and versions of the Teen Titans, and they got to team up to to beat the Trigons, and it is fucking hilarious, dude. I mean, I don't, I know there are people that hate Teen Titans Go, and I just I have to ask, why do you hate fun? Well, like you know Teen what? Titans I, Go I... to the movies was fucking hilarious when. Teen Titans first started. Um, I I hated it, but then I was just like, you. And the sole reason why I hated it was because I knew that it meant that Teen Titans was just was not coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter how good it was, no matter how it ended. But once you let go of that and you just watch it for what it is outside of the Teen Titans world, it's fucking hilarious. Yes. The writers are great. They're, They're fucking genius. Listen, no show does uh, like special events like this week we're going to the island. This week we're going to wherever. Like when uh, the Bumblebee, um, when they've added Bumblebee to Six Titan, like that whole series. They do series so well. Not to mention the music, the comedy, the throwbacks to parents who are forced to watch it. Like, mm-hmm. 
Because, like, when you talk about shows that, you know, appeal to just about everybody that's watching, it's like, that's what Teen Titans Go is like. Why the hell would you do a whole week of Gilligan's Island-type adventures? Like, who the fuck even knows what Gilligan's Island... You know, like, kids obviously don't know what Gilligan's Island is. Yeah, they have no idea what they're watching, but it's still hilarious. But it's still hilarious. If you're a parent or you're a kid who grew up, like, if you're our age or if you're a grandparent and you're watching your kid and you see that, you'll be like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, I get this. You have a Captain America moment. I got that reference. Right. <laughs> and what I love about Teen Titans Go is that they're so dedicated to their craft that not only are their shows like so spot on, they're intros. They spent time doing making an intro that basically told you for the next five days they're going to be stuck on this tropical life. Yeah. It, it, I love how they're just like they're on their yacht, they're on their Titan yacht. A wave hits him, and then the like the song just comes in. He's like, "How long will it be on this island? For certain, five full days. Probably <laughs> in the next five full days. For certain, five full days. Like it's just they fucking do it. And their two hundredth episode where they had all their writers and all the people right. who have been like part of it. That that stuff like that is stand up and clap. Stand up yeah. and clap when that shit happens. Exactly. Like it again. If you don't like it. You just don't like fun. That's all yeah, there is exactly. to it. You do not like fun. But and, shame on you. Right. Right. You should be <laughs> shamed. Um, so yeah, so there's oh. that. Um others going on in the Carson Corner. Um I saw Ad Astra and Joker. Uh you can check out the latest episode of Cinema Chat, uh, where we talk about Joker. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll just say this. Um it is dark as fuck. Um so know that going in, um, I, I don't know. I think that there is some stuff that you take in with you. Um, it has some mental health issue stuff personally. And I guess it's just because I know people that have mental health issues that I'm extra sensitive to that. Um, and there's some portrayals of mental health that I find found objectionable, I guess. That aside, it is not the incel movie that people thought it was or are saying that it was. And anybody that says that it is, is an incel movie hasn't watched it. Uh, incels are going to probably find the hero in this because, you know, they do. That's, their, that's the mind frame they're in. Right, right. That's, that's what they are. But um, anybody that's paying attention, that's not what this movie is. And that's not what he is. Like, I think the movie goes out of its way to let you know that what happens to the Joker is not because of some, you know, rejection from society. I mean, that has part to do with, well, you know, it's a complicated issue, but I I think if if you come away thinking that, you know, society made him, then you're you're not looking at the totality of it. So uh, I would say check it out. And yeah, I I actually enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't think I was. Um, I came in with it with a skeptical eye, but uh, really, really enjoyed it. Superb movie. I'm glad Uh, that you enjoyed it. I I wasn't sure how you would feel about it, but I'm glad that it, it moved the needle for you. Yeah, because this is, I mean, honestly, I went in think not 
knowing if I was going to be able to be objective about it because well I'm just a, a fan of DC and I don't I was like I don't know if this is a movie that needs to happen because I thought it was going to be like I said it's not the movie I thought it was going to be like I thought it was going to be a movie where um they're explaining away the Joker's you know bullshit yeah. trying Why to make he... him sympathetic or something like that yeah yeah uh yeah. turn the Joker into the Punisher Right, or, or or something like that, and let me tell you, not that. This ain't it. This ain't, <laughs> this ain't it. it. You looking for that movie? This Keep ain't looking. it. This ain't it. Um, awesome. That I'm I'm hoping to see that uh, it's Sunday that we're recording, so I'm hoping to see that by Tuesday at mm-hmm. the latest, because I want to talk to you about it, and I'm I for one am excited to see the movie. I think I've. At first, I was like, we don't need this. And then they're like, Joaquin Phoenix is going to be in it. And I was like, ah, I don't know if that's enough for me. But uh, as I've seen the, the previews, I've been like, yeah, this is. I want to see it. I, I trust Joaquin Phoenix immensely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Joaquin Phoenix, but uh, this may have. Well, how is that possible? Uh, just, that possible? I'm, just, I'm just not a fan. Um, He's such an amazing actor. Okay, agree to disagree. Uh, and I oh think, like, mm. like for I feel instance, like signs all over again. This is not signs. This is not. <laughs> this is not signs. <laughs> I promise you, this is not signs. <laughs> because, like, like you heard some of the stuff that I, you know, what it is too. I hate method actors. I think. Um, I know Daniel Day Lewis is one of the best actors to ever be on the screen, but method actors for. In my opinion, it just seems like a chance for people to be assholes, and it just like I, I I rarely hear somebody being a method actor, and it was necessary for the role. Mm. And it, if like if Joaquin Phoenix had been method acting the whole time, I'd be like, okay, whatever. But like when Robert De Niro was on set, he was a normal guy, so it was like he was just method acting with everybody who couldn't say anything about him. I've heard that. I've heard that criticism. And I just don't put too much belief in that. Like, I just i I trust what I've heard from his co his co actors in other films over than just mm-hmm. sensationalism of that. I think he's a great actor, and like, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think the fact that he's a method actor hurts or helps him. I just think it is part of what makes him the actor that he is. Okay. I think people put too much. People find reasons to not like method actors. They're just like, oh, he's a method actor, so we can't like this. Like, uh, uh, like yeah. yeah, I just, I just don't. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm Any, good. Anyway, um, for for we started out saying we didn't have much to talk about, and as always, here we are talking about a whole lot of shit. But anyway, uh, quickly... Oh, yeah, we haven't even gotten out of the Carson Corner. You got yeah. some news. Why don't you drop your news? Right. Let me just drop my news real quick. Uh, hinted at it earlier. Uh, I'm... Uh, let, how should I put this? I guess I'll just put it, you know, in a simple way. North Carolina is a purple state. Um, and for, like, a long time, it's been trending towards coming blue. Most, I mean... Mostly because of the suburbs, you know, um, and like the yeah, 
not suburbs and urban areas, the big cities, and, and you know some of the college towns or whatever. Basically, all the college towns. If there's yeah. a university in that area, it's probably a blue county. Right. But unfortunately, uh, well, I guess it's fortunate that I live in Mecklenburg County, which is blue. But yeah, North Carolina is gonna yeah that that fight to become blue is gonna be a bit harder. It's one less vote because I got a call Saturday. We're recording Sunday, so yesterday, less than twenty four hours ago, and uh, it was admin at work. I was like, why are they calling me today? Was I supposed to be at work? No. And then I called back, and my transfer finally came through. I'll be moving to Boston. So I'm finally super fucking psyched. Happened to Reggie. Yes, I'm. I'll be. I'll be in Boston, and I don't know how fast it's gonna happen. Um, I I have to assume with uh, badging and all that shit, it's going to take a hot minute, maybe November, December. But yeah, it's coming up. I'm I'm so happy. I'm so excited. It means going back part time, which sucks, because like I don't know what their hours are like up there, or if I'm gonna have to start doing Uber or some shit like that to to make up. But because every station is different, but I'm still happy to finally just be there. You know, um, there's some stuff going on in both of our lives. That we can't talk about yet. But uh, that's one of the reasons I'm excited. And I kind of wanted to fast track this. And yeah. I can't wait. I'm fucking excited. I'm really excited. Yeah, that makes two of us. Yeah, super excited to have you as a roommate. Um, Recording will be different. That's for sure. Um, But I am super stoked to have you up here. And... Hopefully in a couple of weeks we can talk about the other uh, secret and then it all can be out in the open. Yeah. Everything comes to the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my big news of the week. Um, I'm walking on cloud nine. He's walking on cloud nine. Whoa. Um, That's walking on sunshine, but... Yeah. (laughs) Um, Last but not least in the... uh, on the in the Carson Corner, it's October, and that means the 31 days of Halloween. Um, oh no, Brad, let's just talk about that. When, what's going on? What's going on? What's going All on? Right. All right, we'll see then. In that case, let's get right into it. What is going on? What's going on? Um, per usual, we're gonna start with the uh shit at the beginning so that we can have dessert at the end. Uh, and if you're talking shit, we're talking Trump. Uh, Trump stuff. Now, Trump basically, he's just been upset all week about the whistleblower stuff and the impeachment probes. Um, for the most part, he's been ranting. Uh, I loved his tweet where he was like, this is complete bullshit! All in caps. Yeah. Like your grandparents. Um, but yeah, he's just, you know, venting and basically angry because they misjudged. He, people have been saying from the beginning that he hasn't the gravity of the situation and um i think now he's beginning to realize it and he's just you know trying to fall back on his old tricks but you know nobody's having right because like when, when it first came out that he did this thing where he basically was like hey i'm trying to get all these people to dig up dirt on my opponents uh, folks were like well there's no pre 
quid pro quo, and then uh, they're like, and, and we can't necessarily, we don't necessarily know, you know, trying to say that we don't know if that's what he was doing, and then he goes out in front of cameras and was like, hey, China, hey, Australia, hey, hey, all you guys, hey. look into the Biden, yeah, hey. right in front of everybody, and people are like, what the fuck are you fuck doing are right you now? Doing? Because, like, Bro, I think he thought that if he did it in front of everybody, then he could come out with some sort of... I will just be like, hey, I do it for everybody. Right. It's just what I do. It's not wrong. If I thought it was wrong, then I wouldn't be doing this kind of a thing. And, yeah, so, like, people are just, you know... It's, it's funny to see all these conservatives try and tap dance around and make it seem like this is okay. Well, I mean... And we said this last time, when they had the unanimous in the Senate to allow, like, to basically allow the whistleblower to, uh, to, um, testify, like, that basically was a changing moment. That was, like, Republicans saying, hey, we might not be able to protect him from this shit. Like, this shit is just too out in the open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you now have Republicans confronted at home people being like, what is the line that has to be crossed for you to, to do something, to do what's right? Yeah, and, and um, kind of along those lines, uh, I I stopped, well, I was going to stop listening to um, Let Fright and Center. I think if you notice, I, I talked a lot about that and uh, mm-hmm. as a podcast that I, I listen to and kind of enjoy and I, I was getting to a point where I couldn't listen to it anymore because the guy that they have to represent the right is just such a... Like, I get that he's a partisan and whatever, and it, it seems very... To complain about him is kind of like the frog complaining about the scorpion, right? But I guess for me what it is is... Um, it be it was becoming the epitome of we have to get both sides for something, even if one side is patently ridiculous. You know, like you you don't mm-hmm. have a flat earther on to talk about you know the globe. So I, I don't think you need to get both sides for for things. You know, um, or I think that if you're gonna get people on both sides, like I believe that we should hear diverse opinions and all that, but I think everybody's coming to the table should be um, intellectually honest. And uh, the guy that they have, uh, I think is Rich Lowry. Um, Rich Lowry, I think is the name. It is, is like just patently not. Yeah, just purposely just dishonest. Purposely dishonest, you know. And especially considering like, you know, these never Trumpers that are all of a sudden... Not all of a sudden, but when Trump became president, our nominee and president, they find you know finding ways to to beat Trump, you know, to to support Trump or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I was about to stop listening to that, and then this whole stuff started coming up. Well, you know, other things were coming up, and then to see like this last episode where this guy is like. Basically, this he's like the perfect example of conservatives right now, where they don't know what to do. You know, they're they're skating this really weird line 
kind of like in Tony Hawk where, where you grind something and like you can't go too far to the left, too far to the right. You know, you just got to... Because they don't know if they're ready to throw um, Trump under the bus or if, you know, they're going to support him or not. And it's just like these people with no morality aside from I'm a conservative or what they believe a conservative is, you know, it's like, I'm just on the right. And that's what, you know, I'm supporting anybody who's there. Yeah. That's the thing I think is so strange about it is these people have to know with, with this, like this, this isn't one of those things where it's like, Oh, the media is changing the narrative. He went out in front of everybody and said, yeah, this is what I did. Right. Because, like, here's the thing. Like, you hear a lot of them saying, yeah, that's wrong. He should not have done that. This is um, unconscionable. But it doesn't mean remo- removal. You know, it's like all these people are like, it, it, you know, like, and then because, like I said, uh, on that podcast, well, not last, not this podcast, that, but the one before, uh, the host asked, he was like, well, Rich, what would, what would you need to have happen or come out for you to advocate for impeachment for Trump, right? And he answered everything but that question. And like of it is it's amazing that they can't even, you know, say You can't that. even bring yourself to because in their mind they don't really have an answer of what it would take for them to not, you know, um be fans of Right. Not to uh, of, of Trump to get rid of him, like you're like, so you have even thought about what it would take. And here's the thing: what I think it is is they don't want to have a red line because they know that Trump might cross it. Yep. You know, because if you say, well, you know, if um, we find out that he promised weapons, or well, let's say he was like, hey, if you manufacture dirt. And I will give you, I'll, I'll make sure that we have X amount of troops and, and whatever. You know, they don't want to say that that's a red line because that's something Trump might do. Exactly. You know. Well, because he's capable of doing anything. Right. Like, I know, they're, I, I know that they're shaking in their fucking boots about this, um, uh, his um, conversations with MBS. Like, I know that they are oh, scared God. to they're find like, out what that is. MBS, if they release what else is in that hidden server with like Putin and stuff, mm-hmm. God Almighty, God Almighty, they know they'd be fucked. They'd be like, "This guy's what we give you for a Trump Tower, in Moscow." Right. Like you know that comment's probably in there multiple times. Right. Oh, or man. or if if you find out that you know Trump or that Putin was like, "I need you to drag your feet on the Ukraine thing," God forbid, right? Like they yeah, don't, they true. can't, they can't say that that's their red line because we might find out that that's exactly what happened. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, furthermore, in Trump news, uh, you know, he kind of threw uh, Mike Pence in the bus when, when speaking with reporters, he said, "Well, you know, you might want to check Mike, you know, Mike's calls too, you know, basically saying trying to do what he normally does, which is pull as many people in with him." To distract from his part of it yeah and that's the thing about it too which is in kind of insane is that um not only did he like because like i know a couple weeks ago when this was you know first breaking out and and 
all that, people were like, oh, this is how we get President Pelosi. And I'm like, that is so damn far-fetched. But, like, the more we're finding out, like, the more we're finding out, the more we find who is implicated in this. And and like you said, he said, well, you need to look at uh, Mike Pence. And then Mike Pence kind of threw himself under the bus, too. Because... Like, Mike Pence was like, uh, yeah, I had this meeting, but I didn't kind of... He's trying to say that he didn't know what this was about. But it turns out that he himself wasn't on the call, but he had an aide on the call. So, he wants us to either believe that he knew nothing about it and was so incompetent that he went in to a meeting with a foreign leader cold, with no information, not knowing what they're talking about. Or, he, you know, he's just lying. And I I think it's obvious that he's just lying. Exactly. You know, that, that he did know about this. So, Mike, so like anything you could get Donald Trump for, you're going to be able to get Mike Pence for. I would think. I mean, it's I guess what's... Mike Pence could be, find a way to worm his way out of it. Like, I think if somehow Trump got removed or resigned, then Mike Pence would only be in there for a couple of months. Uh, and I don't think people would try to get him removed because they would just be like, he's a lame duck and he's just holding down the fort until the Democrats get their president in. Yeah. I uh, basically, he's definitely, they definitely wouldn't put him on ticket. And, like, and that's the thing too, because yeah, like the, I, to a certain extent, I understand the people who are like, you know, impeachment during an election year is not good. It's not good for the country. Like, there's a certain extent I understand that reasoning. uh, Because it is like, if he's as bad as everything, as, you know, I guess for me what it is, it seems like if you're going to impeach a president during an election year, what they had to do should be so bad and so, you know, unheard of and unprecedented that it deserves him being removed right now like like the pres the danger is that you know present and clear nah i disagree uh like let me say that let me just say i understand people that think that way but i i guess we are kind of i I don't know if we're there right now but i think we're definitely with everything that he has done to not impeach is saying that the rule of law doesn't matter so I think that you have to impeach. You just, you just have to. You have to. We, we, can't, um, we can't live in a society where this is, where what he's doing is okay. That's the thing. It's just the precedent of just being like, we're gonna wait him out. Like, like, no, you can't let that happen. Yeah. You just gotta be like, no, this guy's gotta be stopped right now, right here, right now. Which all the line here, right? Especially considering if we, if people did wait. And he won again, then it would just look like, oh, well, we're beating him, him twice. Exactly. Right. So this is the reason, like, no, he needs to go now. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and then uh, we got Pompeo, who's refusing to adhere to congressional subpoenas. Uh, Giuliani's lawyering up, and we said this last time. This is gonna probably go to the Supreme Court. We're pr- finally gonna get the Congress. Um, the Supreme Court's going to weigh in on Congress's power and the subpoena powers, and we're going to have a constitutional fight, so, so to speak. There was a 
constitutional fight. Yeah, so... Because apparently Pompeo's in, in this shit, too. And Bill Barr, who was like, I knew nothing, apparently. is So it's like, everybody is... It just seems like everybody in the Trump orbit is involved. And it seems like Trump is a guy who... any If you're in his orbit, he's going to find a way to... No, he's a fucking... He is a whirlpool. He's that whirlpool from the uh, Odyssey. Mm. Is that the one with Odysseus? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it just fucking pulls everything down. If you get even, if you even try to go near him, he just fucking pulls you down. God Almighty. Um, well, that's enough for Trump stuff. Uh, I feel like we've gotten to the point. The man's a festering uh, shithole that is dragging everything down and polluting everything. Touches. Uh, but, so we're gonna move on to, oh, one last thing, there's a second whistleblower, that just happened today, uh, and the lawyer who represented the first one will be representing the second one, so, even more evidence and information to come, more testimony, more drama. Um, in some DNC election news, Bernie Sanders' campaign, I'm really gonna be interested to see what the next two weeks look like. Uh, he had a minor heart attack, and had a stint put in, and he is... Currently in Vermont, recovering. Uh, there's no timetable for him to return to campaign events, but people have been saying how like this operation really isn't that major anymore, and that basically people are back on their feet within seven to ten days. But he's an old dude. I don't know if that's possible. And even with it, not even if he is, say he's back next Thursday, I don't know that people are going to be able to get that out of their head. Old men just had a heart attack. Right, and like. Uh... I have been a Bernie supporter since, you know, the, the first one. And since the only reason the only reason I was a um I have been, I guess, this one this go around a, a Warren supporter is because I think um I think she's the more practical option. Um I think a mm. lot of people and yeah, I mean maybe boomy for that. That's fair. I just um, I mean, that is the electable uh, argument, I guess, is why I'm, I'm kind of a... Talk like a pundit. Yeah, is, is kind of why I'm a uh, Bernie supporter, I mean, a Warren supporter. Um, but this is sad to see because even though, like, if it came down to Warren or Sanders, I'd probably vote Sanders, and honestly, I was probably going to vote Sanders anyway in, like my primary um well i guess it, actually i take that back it would have depended on uh, i would have depended on the polls um if it looked like that sanders wasn't gonna win i probably would have just voted for warren because i you know to kind of get him it does more good it does more right. good right um but if i thought that sanders still had a fighting chance then i probably would have voted for him that being said, with this, like, people talk about ageism and stuff like that, and this is exactly why we need to talk about people's age. I know uh, Elizabeth Warren is in her 70s, too. Not, yeah, that, not much much younger, that much younger, but, I mean, we do know that women live longer and are healthier in their older age. Because so. they nag men to death, that's what. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm, folks. Yeah. I'm kidding. 
That's a joke. But but that being said, uh, you know, I I'm sorry, you had one heart attack. I know he could live another twenty years, but I mean, technically, his heart is now, technically his heart is now stronger. Right, but that's just a dice I'm not willing to roll. I'm sorry, I just. That that's kind of a uh, and like that's why I'm like anybody that's looking at Joe Biden needs to look at this too. I mean he he's had slurred speech uh, that that bloodshot eye business that you know people don't really know what that was about. Uh, as he you know goes further in the debates, like longer, and I'm talking about like in the single debate, you see his performance drop. So I'm like anybody that's looking at Biden needs to you know think yeah. about think about this as well. The man can't be more tired now before he gets in the job. Like, Right. We can't have that happening. Um, yeah, so, so that's yeah. sad. Wishing we him well. Wishing I'm still, him well. Speed recovery. I'm still fully behind him. I'm not jumping off the ship like Reg is, but uh, that is something that is going to hurt his campaign. And I have seen all these Bernie people who are like, man, that's not going to hurt him. It's not going to affect him. People, I'm just like, yo, yes, it is. Yeah. Like, come on. Come back off the ledge. Can Let's I just say, this. this last month, this last month has been good for one person. And that, like, Warren could not have. There's no, no, she could have asked for a better. She could have asked for a better month. You know, you have these polls. You have this impeachment business that she doesn't have to be behind, you know, because she's a senator. So, I mean, you know, it's going to come to the House, but she doesn't really have to have her hands muddied in that. And then mm-hmm. this whole impeachment business is affecting uh, Biden because people are asking questions about him and Hunter and questions he doesn't want to have to answer. Well, I don't um, know that questions he doesn't want to answer. All that stuff is conspiracy theory. Right, it's all conspiracy, but it's still negative regardless. It's still his name out there in in a negative view because like I people no no because like psychologists and stuff have mentioned that even you know for instance when people uh kept saying about hillary's emails like there's nothing there you know there's nothing there with her emails she's been you know exonerated they didn't hear that she's been exonerated they just kept hearing about her emails so even though it was good news about her emails. It was still negative, had a negative effect. And, and I think that that's the same thing that's going to happen here with Biden. Like, you already see his support slipping everywhere. Uh, uh, yeah, but that, it's already been slipping. I don't think it has anything to do with this. Mm. Like, I think he's, he's, it's always been slippery. I just, it's, it's always been slipping, but this has not helped, is, is what I'm saying. It's only going to hurt him. Hmm. And, I mean, it also has people, um, you know, looking at what a a uh, Trump versus Biden election would look like. Because, like like we said last week, if Biden is, is goes up against Trump, there's a lot in that quiver that you, a lot of arrows that you just cannot shoot because, you, you know, you kind of take them away, fair or not, you do take them away from uh shooting at Trump because they can also be shot at Biden. I guess that's fair. Because, I mean, regardless, Hunter Biden did trade on his, on the Biden name to get that job. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with Joe Biden. Right, it has nothing to do with Joe Biden, but that's one of the biggest complaints about, uh, 
the Trump kids, you know. Yeah, but he's not using the Trump kids in his political. Like I think that's completely different. He's using he's using the Trump kids. He's using the office to make his Trump kids also wealthy, putting them in positions that they don't deserve. Biden right. had nothing to do with with some Chinese company giving his kid a position on the board. Right, but that has he, nothing to do with him. I think that's completely different. I I don't agree with that at all. Okay, but my point is this: that's a that's a thing about nuance, right? And the American, a lot of lazy voters, a lot of lazy people, don't understand nuance. And, and the fact that we can understand the difference and see that it's totally different doesn't mean that other people can. You see what I mean? Or will? I guess, I guess that's fair. Um. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. That's it. That's all yeah. I got on that. That's all I got to say about Bernie. that. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. Um. You want to talk about the fundraising numbers? Yeah. Let's talk about these fundraising numbers real quick. Uh. Only that I think again it it goes to show you that, a support, for Biden is kind of on the wane. Um. But basically, uh. Fundraising numbers for was a Q3 that came out, um, and it shows that uh, Bernie was the big winner. You know, pulled in twenty five point three million dollars. Uh, right, Warren wasn't far behind with twenty four point six. Then uh, third uh, is um, Pete Buttigieg nineteen point one million. Where he's Pete getting all Buttigieg this money. Third, yeah, and Biden is fourth at fifteen point two. Uh, Harris. Uh, fifteen point two million. Fifteen point two million. Harris is at eleven point six, uh, and other people are in here. I'm not gonna go through. Oh, Marianne Williamson rose three million. Well, it doesn't matter. She's buying book. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, but the point, what really is amazing about this is, um, Bernie Sanders and well, yeah, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Well, Bernie definitely rose ten million dollars more than um, Joe Biden, and I mean that's crazy. Yeah, and Warren almost rose more ten million more as well. And I mean, she's just short by you know a few hundred thousand dollars or whatever. But it, it goes to highlight that you know there there's a lot of you know questions in, in supporting him because, like like we said, you know he's getting his money from big donors like that that's where he's getting all his money and big donors aren't 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 shelling out as much as these small donors that bernie and warren are getting you know i think what uh, warren and bernie like their average donor is like 33 dollars or something like that bernie's is 25 yeah bernie is 25 so it's like they're they're i mean my god that's a lot of that's a lot of donors that's a lot to make up if you're making 25 off of these people and you're pulling in millions versus like the few donors that uh that um uh, that uh Biden's getting, you know, like that's that's a big number, that's a big deal. It goes to show you where the support really is. So again, Trump shooting his shot might ruin his candidacy, his presidency rather, over some guy who's imploding on his own. You know? Exactly. That's a crazy thing about it. Like yeah. you didn't you probably didn't even have to do it. But you did it. Thank God you did it. Right. To to quote the the phrase, I can do bad all by myself. 
Seriously. Man, God almighty. Um uh, oh, and last but not least, uh, as we reported on the last episode, the both them Gene uh, verdict came down. Amber Geiger was found guilty and then yeah. was sentenced to uh, 10 years. Yeah, the, the verdict came out right after we finished recording. And then the next day, I was like, do you want to talk about it? I was like, eh, we'll just wait. And I'm kind of glad we did because there's a lot that's been coming out. Regarding that, but just off the bat, Jonathan, because I I talked to you and it seemed like you were, I don't know, I was kind of pissed with this verdict, and you seemed more okay with it than me, or more okay with it than I thought you would be. I should say that. So as I said, it's double digits. Are you riot? And they literally hit it right on the dot. Mm-hmm. Um. Am I happy with this verdict? Yes and no. So here's the way I look at it. I was talking to someone about this yesterday. There's no... Regardless of how you feel about the verdict, this is a victory. Is it? Yes. Reg, if you told me before this that they were going to convict her of murder, not manslaughter, and give her 10 years, would you even believe that? I guess you're right. You're right. Because I thought for sure she was going to walk. Oh, not only did I think she was going to walk, I thought... If they, especially when they said she could use castle thing, I thought, damn, that that's going to give one juror an excuse to let her mm-hmm. to, to not make it unanimous and fuck it all up. If you told me at the beginning of this 10 years, she's going to get 10 years for murder, not manslaughter, 10 years for murder, I would have been like, you're fucking out of your mind. This is a victory. No way, any way you look at it. Because here's the thing about it. This sets a precedent in the sense that when there are senseless killings now, people should be able to point to this verdict. And if they can use this similar evidence, similar circumstance to get it from the grand jury into a court, and then if they can get that conviction, police who kill unarmed people should not be getting less than 10 years moving forward. But here's the thing. She was off duty and all that, so she wasn't acting in her capacity as a cop. I think the leniency happened because she was a cop. But I do not know... I do not believe that if she had been on the job that she would have been convicted. I do. I I do just because of the fact that if she had been on the job, I actually think she would have gotten more time. Because had she been on the job... that's a hot take. Well, no, only because this... And this is a point that the prosecution made... And a point that the defense also made is that she is trained and they are trained. Their protocol is in a situation like that is to retreat, call for backup. That's how they're trained. Dallas had changed their um, escalation policy, however you want to call it, to that. Mm -hmm. And so she was trained on that. So had she been a cop and had shot him incorrectly in his house, she would have been in even more trouble. And and so the prosecution mentioned that, and the defense then countered saying she wasn't on duty, therefore she didn't have a, uh, she didn't have to necessarily retreat to that training, which is was a point I thought that would hurt the prosecution. But again, I'm not happy. I would have I would have preferred to see 15 to 20 years somewhere in between that range, knowing that she'll probably get out in half that time, seven to ten. But the fact that she was charged with murder. If she gets out uh, for good ter- for service or whatever, that means that that claim will still be guilty. If she tries to appeal, it is much harder to appeal a guilty murder than a guilty 
conviction than it is a man, a, not a guilty, a murder conviction than a manslaughter conviction. This mm-hmm. is not the victory everyone wanted, but it may not have been the heights that people wanted, but it that is, is still a, victory. a victory. Okay. Like you, you, that's undeniable. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'll give it to you considering, like, like you, you pointed out, I thought she was going to get away with it for Scott Free. Um, so I, I, I really guess... thought she was going to get manslaughter with like three years. That's what I thought they were going to end up doing. The fact that they charged her with murder, I was fucking stunned. Yeah. I mean, I had my pitchfork sharpened and everything, and I, oh, I was, I was looking like... up. I was looking up places to get oil for for my um for my you know my torches. Well, I was going to Venmo people in Dallas yeah. to be like, yo. You know, get a couple of gallons on me. Yeah. Lowe's, by the way, guys. Lowe's is a good place for your torch oil. Um, anywho, uh, <laughs> let's talk about this. Um, I guess some of the I guess aftermath. I, I guess you want to call it. Um, so her, the brother of the victim, went and hugged her, and was like twice, twice or whatever. Um, and a lot of people have been talking about that. I mean, a lot of people like uh, I just I'm just going to talk about the I guess the black response. Well, real quick, the the mainstream media I don't like the narrative that that that's going on there with the this is you know everybody's talking about the forgiveness and all that and not talking about the corruption of police and that shit and which I think is a bigger story. But whatever. Um, but let's just talk about, you know, as as two black guys, let's just talk about, you know, our response. Because, like, I'm sick and tired of black grief and black forgiveness for things that I think are just unfucking forgivable And uh, I don't know. I, I know that, like, as a Christian, I should be that guy, that brother. But, um, God forbid, some cop shoots you un- unarmed and shit like that and... I'm sorry, I go law-abiding citizen on that guy. Oh, I'm, my God. That's just... Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I might I, hug her. I might hug her, but I'd whisper in her I, ear, you better enjoy every minute of those 10 years. You better hope they keep you in there, because when yeah. you get out... Oh, yeah. Because, I'll be like, you. I was like, I, I might have tried to... You know, I, I'm i not going to do it right there in the courtroom. I don't know. Maybe get a cer- ceramic knife. I don't know. Oh, no. No, no, no. When? Oh, my God. No. I, I would be like, yo... <laughs> Understand, every day that you're in prison, I'm gonna be thinking and planning ways right. to hurt you. <laughs> I'll be like, I know that you're probably gonna get out in in five years. Well, that's five years of planning. Just know that will be, happen. I will be yeah. fucking waiting. So yeah, so it, like I just don't, and I know that a lot of people are like, well, that's how some people grieve, and we should be forgiving. And yeah, I, I think, yeah. As a Christian or a person of faith, I should be able to forgive somebody like that, but not so like so soon, so damn soon. We're talking about with like a year or so. Well, just for me, also it, not only that, just and then the judge too. Like I, I want to also bring up the judge gave her, you know, a hug and was like, you know, people. Were, you look at what happened, and you would think that she was the victim. That's my problem. Like. I'm tired of people giving I I understand 
Uh, lots of people believe that she just made a mistake. Whatever. But, like, the evidence doesn't prove that out. And even if it does, like, you know what? Hey, I'm sorry that, that you made a mistake, but you took someone from this world that we can't get back. Right. Stop being like... It's not like kids are playing with a gun they didn't they didn't know was loaded and, and shot one or the other. You know, like, that's... That's when you're like, I feel really bad for what you're going through. But this, like, for this, you're like, you murdered a man. You could have just walked out of the of that building. You fucked up in ways that are so bad. And the fact that the system tried to help you out. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just unacceptable. And, like, that's what it is for me. It's like. And I'm sorry. Black you, people. At the end stop. of the day. Yeah, at the end of the day, people are like, she was the victim. She's not the victim. Like, everybody forgot about the fact that she murdered a man, and that man is not coming back. And, and, and black people, I'm sorry. We have got to stop forgiving so quickly. Because, like, a bunch of, a bunch of Saudis blew up a building, year, blew up buildings years ago. And people are still hating on people who aren't even of the nationality. Like, the forgiveness shit, we got to balance that. Sometimes people have got to stop being the better people. And people got to be held accountable. Like, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of this story uh, about these these two white girls who beat up this black girl on a bus a couple of weeks ago. And the girls just got um, arrested and charged with a hate crime for assaulting this girl and calling her the N-word and among all kinds of other things. And as I'm watching this, someone was like, what does it, what will it take to stop this shit from happening? Mm-hmm. And part of me wanted to be like, well, one, we gotta, because the mom was just like, you know, I just don't want this to happen again. I want them to learn from this. Be like, no, man, I want these kids to be punished. That's what you should be saying. I want these kids to be punished. Fuck learning a lesson. Like, it's not good enough that they're kids. Like, that's that can't be allowed anymore. And, and, and when I was asked, answering the question, I was like, we need to start humiliating people again. Because you know what? Punishment's not doing it. So then let's make an issue of pride. If you do something racist as fuck, billboard their fucking neighborhood. Like, we should have, like, literally a bureau that just puts people's faces up there. Like that lady who went to that CVS talking like just saying the n-word and talking how how if she had her way she'd kill all black people like that woman's face should be all or she shouldn't be able to walk around in public for a year without people being like oh that's that racist bitch yeah and that's the same thing that needs to happen with bad cops with bad politicians with criminals like people should know who you are and should know to fucking avoid the shit that you've done Agreed. Preaching to the choir, bro. Preaching to the damn choir. Because I just can't imagine. Like, of course kids are still gonna... Like, I'm tired of the high school Instagram photos that didn't get off, that didn't get taken down, or private messages that got shared with somebody, and it's a bunch of white kids in blackface, or it's a bunch of, you know, whatever nationality, making fun of another nationality, or religion, or sexual preference like I'm tired of that shit yeah I guess especially I guess what really is pisses me off is those these people if, if things were reversed if that had been 
Botham Jean that killed her, he wouldn't be getting the love. You know, I mean, they tried oh. to discredit him when he was an innocent man eating ice cream in his own home. They're like, well, he did have a, a weed or a conviction of weed. He was picked. Like, really? We did. We did. We did find some a little bit of weed in the apartment after we searched the crime scene. It was like, well, yeah, but she didn't fucking see that shit. He right. wasn't sitting there smoking a blunt. And even if he was, that's not a reason is... to shoot someone inside their own home. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like their past actions have nothing to do with what happened right here and now. And that's that's something that always angers me, where it's just like, you know, like, cops shoot somebody, and they're like, oh, they say they found the gun on them. And it's like, you know, it doesn't matter whether or not they say they found the gun afterwards. Like, if you have an unarmed man who turns to run away from you, and you shoot him in the back, if you find a gun on him later... That doesn't matter. In the moment that you shot that unarmed person, you had no idea that he had a gun on Right. It is not what happens afterwards that justifies what you did. It's what you did prior to what happened prior to what you did. Yeah, because, like, that's the whole point of, you know, probable cause and all that. Like, the idea is that, you know, you can't justify something after the fact. You have to know in the in the moment, and and they didn't know that shit, and then, like I'm just so damn tired of it. I'm so damn tired. Yeah, I'm sick and tired. Uh, somebody probably got that joke. Um, well, I mean, I guess that's about it. Um, actually, no, 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 no. I almost forgot. Uh, things we're watching. Let's get into that. Let's get into some good news. Yeah, I almost forgot um, all about uh, about the thirty-one days of Halloween. But before oh, we get yeah, into yeah, that, thirty-one days of Halloween. Before we get into that, I have watched a bunch of different movies. Reg, uh, you and I watched that Scores to Be Settled movie with uh, Nicolas Cage, the fake uh, Six Sense movie. Mm-hmm. That one was terrible. I watched Mayday, another Redbox special. Terrible. We what watched was... the Dead Don't Die. Was Mayday. Which was uh, it's about these people on this plane, and people keep disappearing. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, that was a free rental, and it was not worth it. Uh, we watched The Dead Don't Die, a very intelligent comedy that I, I'm i saddened over the fact that people just don't understand how good that is. Do you Have you seen its um, the score on uh, <sighs> uh, um, Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, which one? Uh, the Dead the, Don't Die? The Dead Don't Die? No, what is it? Dude, it's like um, 33% or something like that. Damn, people are dumb. Mm-hmm. Y'all are dumb. All right, well, let's see. Rotten Tomato, Dead Don't Die. It is a tomato meter of 56, a audience score of 38%. Damn. Y'all are dumb. Y'all dum-dums. That's the problem. How much dum-dums? Um. Yeah. Yeah, people don't like this, Rich. <laughs> I'm looking at some yeah. of the comments. Uh, they do not like it. Even like the scores that are like four stars, they're like. What What are some of the comments? Worst movie I've ever seen. Walked out of cinema. It sucked and it was too slow. A zombie spoof far too late to be effective. Um, the dead don't die is a lethargic disappointment. 
the deadpan hilarity, total hit or miss material, lots of memorable faces and beloved actors in this film. Has a certain grindhouse sensibility that is increasingly rare to see. Fantastic score. Um, well, that person liked it. Yeah. Hmm. I, I just feel like some people just didn't, they just missed it. I fucking loved it, and I'm, I'm saddened that more people are on board with this movie. Yeah. I don't know what people thought it was. I feel like people thought it was going to be a... Uh, what's that movie that's about to come out? The sequel. Um, Zombieland? I think people thought it was going to be a Zombieland. It's just like, it's not. It's There's so many... I just want to be like, y'all miss so much of this movie. The War as per is... <laughs> <laughs> I love about that shit all the time. It's so funny. Forest, <laughs> forest. God almighty. I'm sorry, in the end, <laughs> you kept saying that this was going to turn out badly. Bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, how did you know it was going to turn out badly? You really want to know? Yes. Yes. I really, I really want, to, want know. to know. I read the script. script. What? <laughs> Gave because you the whole. That's, <laughs> that's a callback to the very beginning of the movie. You know, like whatever. You know, like people that don't like this, you're wrong. I'm saying you're yeah, wrong. Yeah, you just you just missed it. You just okay. missed it, and yeah, you you you're wrong. Um, but uh, I also saw recently uh, this last within the last seven days, I saw uh, Anna the uh, spy movie. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Fox. That uh, not good. Uh, it had moments. That, there were a couple of fight scenes that were really cool. But the rest of it was just like not good, and it had this gimmick of sort of being like, "Show you the end." Now let's show you how we got there. And once the first time they did it, you're like, "That's pretty cool." By the seventh time they're doing it through the movie, you're like, "Okay, I get it." Yeah, I get it. Uh, it so that it, was not great. Not only that, but I was like, "Red Sparrow did this, and that wasn't good." And like, this is a not better red sparrow so yeah this is the worst red sparrow yeah at least in that one we got some nudity uh it was a little bit of nudity in this one. Oh, well was there uh, a little oh bit. yeah 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 um let me ask you a question rich which movie do you think is better spider-man into the spider-verse or casino royale which one do you enjoy the most Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse or Casino Royale? That's not even a question. Spider-Man. Really? I pick Casino Royale. Oh, you're wrong. You're wrong! You're wrong! Are you doing the fantasy thing while we're recording? A flip chart? Flip chart? I mean, I might be. Well, (laughs) let me just say, I am not uh, fishing deviant fish in in uh, the barrens right now. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, last but not least, last movies before I get into, before we get into the 31 days of, of Halloween, uh, I watched, finally watched Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was entertaining and it it's the same criticism I have of the first Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an entertaining movie, but once I'm done watching it, I'm never like, I want to put this movie back on. Like, I'm, it's entertaining, but the rewatchability is just not high. Um, 
I didn't like it because it just seemed like a rehash of the first. It seemed in in part a rehash of the first Spider-Man movie. Uh, again, Spider-Man is cleaning up Tony Stark's bullshit. Um, that story got old for me. And then I disagree it, with that point. Hold on, hundred percent. Well, okay. Well, you're wrong, but whatever. Agree to disagree. Um, and then on, and then I didn't like that this whole time. Like Peter Parker is like, I just want to be a, you know, like with everything that Peter Parker went through, and he's like, I just want to be a kid. You know, I just want to hang, go to Europe with my friends, and all these people are like, oh, you gotta be, you gotta do this, you gotta, you know, it's like keeping in mind that this is a 16 year old. Like I, I. I thought that a lot of that just didn't make sense for me, you know? Mm, I guess I get that. Um, You know, all these adults like, hey, you need to go throw yourself in this dangerous situation. Like, I just say, I literally just saved the world. Not just the world, the universe. Can I get, as a kid, get some, you know... No. Time to be normal. No. And, And here's on top of it, um... I know that they, they, I know they threw in some bullshit about why they couldn't get any of the Avengers to handle this, but like that was bullshit. Well, I like this basically saying they are off. You know, you got some who are off world, you have some who are dealing with other things. Um, my problem wasn't that. My problem is like Peter Parker is supposed to be this smart kid, and everyone just gets fooled. Yeah, like that's the thing that I'm like, yeah. How are 16-year-olds figuring this out? 16-year-olds should never be the people who are... They can be part of of figuring out the solution, but they shouldn't fucking be the ones who are like, oh, shit, uh, this guy's actually a villain. Yeah, that's like a complaint about anime. Exceptional, like a world full of stupid, uh, you know, adults. Yep. Um, but, okay, anyway, let's get into our 31 Days of Halloween real quick. Yeah, what have you uh, watched? So every year in October, we, I know it's a big thing um, to try and do 31 horror movies in uh, the month of October. Uh, I've got a little pin tweet, and I'm, I'm kind of uh, tweeting out what movie I've seen and giving it a score. Um, matter of fact, let me just bring that up real quick. Uh Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? Well, we'll talk about that at the end, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so like, I started out with. Hold on, let me let me find it real quick. Padding, padding, Jonathan, help me out. Um, well, I'll give you my what I have because I have mine built okay. into my spreadsheet because spreadsheet does not want to use. Oh, that's right. I need to use that spreadsheet anyway. I found um, it. Okay, go ahead. But I started out with headcount. Uh, supernatural Netflix movie, very pretty good. I gave it a, a six and a half out of ten. I think that's a fair score for that one. There were the acting wasn't that great, but for what it was and for the budget, I thought they did a good job. Um, In the Shadow of the Moon, fantastic sci-fi movie, gave it seven out of ten. I thought it was a scary movie. It's kind of like a scary sci-fi movie-ish, but not really. Uh, in the tall grass, which I would suggest to uh, just about anyone. Oh, that that's on my list, so that's something I should check out. Oh yeah, and that's a great movie, great, great movie. Um, 
and then I did Time Trap last night, and then obviously, uh, actually, I guess I didn't mention it. I did Doom Annihilation, the second part of the Doom series, or another movie. I don't even know if it's part of the same universe as the first one. Um, Doom two? There's a second one. Yep, Doom Annihilation. It is terrible. Okay. It is absolutely terrible. We're talking about the one with The Rock and Carl Urban. Well, that's the first one. This one is with right, right. a whole bunch of no names. Okay. But it's fucking terrible. Like, dumb as dirt, stupid. Um, but, I mean, hey, that's what you get sometimes in scary movies. Uh, Reg, what have you watched so far? Um, okay, this is what I started out with Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Cause, oh, like, nice. I, it's a movie that I never seen, but like always heard of, and it's kind of a cult. I don't know if it's a cult classic, but it's definitely. What did you watch that on? Flick. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay, I'm going to watch that. I've never seen that either. Yeah, uh, six out of ten. Um, it is what it is. What it is. Uh, I watched uh, Welcome to to Willits. Uh, five out of ten. Bad movie. Wasn't fun. Uh. It's basically. Um, have you seen uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Yes, of course. Uh, now imagine that, but Tucker and Dale are like meth addicts, and they think they're fighting aliens, and they're just going on a killing rampage against oh, nice. some kids who are camping. In, except it's not. You would think it's nice on paper. That seems nice, but it's not. Not um, good. Yeah, not good. What was that uh, one called? Uh, Welcome to Willits. Putting it on um, my list. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I'll, I looked up because I I was curious. Like, what is the first horror movie? And it's this movie called uh, The Haunted Castle. Uh, it's I think French. La Mignor du Diable. I fucked that up. I don't care. Mignor du Diable. Um, it's a short. Is it, well, it's not a short. Well, it is short because it's only like three minutes. Whatever. I don't know if they would have considered a short when you know movies first came out because this came out in 1896. Yeah, they're like, damn, that was long as fuck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so this came out in 1896, and I was like, oh well, let me check it out. You can find it on on YouTube. Um, if you go to my pinned post with my 31 Days of Horror thread, it's uh, there under movie number three, a link to it. Um, I'll say this. It's interesting to watch, you know, horror, not horror, well, movies from that period, you know, regardless, but, like, this was, like, the first horror movie, and it's basically a a trope that seems to have stuck with horror movies, two guys staying in a place that they shouldn't, they should leave, it's haunted, and one guy's like, fuck this place, the other's like, no, I'm staying here, and there's some horror tropes in here that you'll recognize, like, okay, so this, like was baked into the fabric of horror movies. Yeah, so, from, the, uh, from the get, from the jump. From the jump. So, like, how do you rate this? I don't know. I gave it a 10 out of 10 because of historic and all that, so... Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to say it deserves an Oscar or anything, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the, I also watched Pumpkinhead, uh, 1989, uh, Lance Henriksen. Yeah, it's a great movie. No, it's not. 6 out of 10. I didn't like it. Um... The only reason to watch this is Lance Henriksen. Well, I mean, um, for what it was back in the day, come on. You got to look at it for, for when it came out. I mean, okay. obviously now you'd be like, ugh. That's the way I feel about, um, whatchamacallit, 
But we're talking about 1989. We're not Hell talking Razor. about like 1979 or 69 or something. Wait, Pumpkinhead was in 89? Yeah. Wow. And that's pretty late to be that bad. Right. Right, right. So I resent um, my my motion. <laughs> um and then I also watched this movie called The House. It's about this guy who um okay, 88 rather, Pumpkinhead. Still too late. Yeah, still too late. Um the house is this author. Uh, he, he's living in a haunted house. Um, his kid went missing, and he's trying to write his new book. And then the house basically is playing on his fears. And he's a Vietnam vet, and he's got you know issues with that. Um, not not also not good. Um, I don't know. It's like it, it was kind of like a haunted house version of. Um, uh, the Evil Dead, more jokes, hmm. but but not funny. Interesting. Yeah, but I would probably give that one a six out of ten as well. Like I, I watched this, I was like, I should just be watching Evil Dead. Just be watching Evil Dead. Uh, interesting. What do you got planned? For, you got anything planned for this week that you like? Once you wanna get to or. I'll be watching In the Tall Grass. Um, also, I'm going to go back and watch Candyman. That's on my list. I'm going to watch the Candyman series. I'm also going to do a rewatch of... Uh, I'm thinking either Scream or... Um, not Poltergeist. Uh, definitely want to get The Omen in, I think. I haven't watched Hell that yeah. in forever. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch The Omen series. But uh, Candyman, the Omen series, and I'm thinking either Poltergeist or um, Scream. Yeah, I haven't done any repeats yet, so I'm going to try and do at least my first seven days of Unseen movie, or my first seven movies, I should say, mm-hmm. of Unseen movie. So I'll probably add Welcome to Willits, uh, Mevolent, and Green Room. I've always mm-hmm. wanted to watch that. I haven't seen oh, that. Oh, Green Room is good. Um, I also want to do The Ritual. Uh a Netflix movie about four guys who go out into the Scandinavian woods and then get Ooh, lost. Oh, I saw that one. Oh, that's good. That's good, too. That's a good one. So, so that's... Uh, I've been wanting to... It's been on my list since it was released on Netflix. Did you see Midsummer? No, I haven't seen that yet. If that's out on Redbox, you should check that out, then. Let's see. I wonder when that does come. Because uh, I, I did... I'm sad that I missed... Because I've heard nothing but great things about it. Um, let's see. Coming soon. Coming soon. Also, I think... on Tuesday. Okay, cool. Also, I think this year I'm going to try and watch a lot of movies from 2019 because I always oh, get to shit. the end of the year. I'm like, I I never heard of I any of this. these movies. Yep. Yeah, so... Oh, I'm... nice. Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans comes out in, uh, two weeks. Okay, cool. Check it out. Three from um, Hell and Wonder Woman Bloodlines. All these movies coming out. My Redbox account about to get work. Running with the devil. Did you see Forty Seven Meters Down? Uncaged. No. Or the first one. No. Me either. Cool. Well, next Tuesday I'm gonna have Annabelle come in Midsummer, so I'll have two more unseen horror movies to add to my list. To my list. 
Um, well, Reg, before we go, I wanted to talk about some stuff that came from the internet. Okay. Uh, in Florida, because Florida's just fucking crazy as hell right now, um, two people found a 98-pound python. It was over 18 feet long, uh, 98 pounds. They take took and captured. I don't know if they, I wonder if they kill. I hope they do. Just because, not necessarily because I like hate snakes or anything or because I want to see creatures killed. It's just that pythons in Florida are um, an invasive species. And if things continue the way they go, they're going to eventually push the gators out. Uh, and then there won't be any way to really stop them. So, uh, we as humans need to fix the problems we created, and the python in Florida is one of them. Don't buy pythons, and if you can't, if you buy a python and you can't keep up with it, because yeah, they do keep getting bigger and bigger the more you feed them, give it to a zoo, give it to a place, don't just drive to a swamp and let it go. Uh, but so, speaking so they're of, really a threat to um, oh, alligators? they are a big, big problem down there. Oh wow! Like you and I, if we were say we were trained python, like trained snake people or whatever hunters, you can literally make a living off of just going through the swamps and finding them. And doing what? Killing them? You turn, or... you turn, turn them, them into up. the you turn them into the state, and the state kills them or um, sends them to zoos or whatever. But like pythons lay eggs like three times a year. Wow, I did not know that. And it doesn't really get that cold in... I mean, you know, in the jungle, it's not a problem because they have creatures that hunt them, but there's, you know, there are no creatures that hunt them here. So if a gator doesn't get a python when it's small, you know, eventually gets to a point where it's too big for the gator to deal with, and the python just wraps around and kills them. Hmm. Um, so, Yeah. But also in Florida news, and this is something that this these stories are just sad to me. Um, a I, I, son-in-law flew back to the country and wanted to surprise his father-in-law, and so he knocked on his door. So his father-in-law would open the door, and then he jumped out of the bushes to surprise him. And then his father-in-law shot him once, killed him, and he died almost instantly. Um, this is like the third, second time this has happened in like a month, like the third time in probably two months where someone has surprised, tries to surprise a family member and then been shot by said family member. Uh, recently you may remember tried to surprise her mom when she came home from college early and then the mom shot her through the door and no, really no jokes about this or anything. It's just, I I think it's a commentary on the way we're living, and I think it's sad that we're we as a society are so afraid that we are literally shooting first and asking questions later in every situation. Mm, I don't. And I think, get. I don't think it's that we are so afraid because everybody that's pointing out that, that I've seen talking about this, especially people that are you know responsible gun owners and all that, are saying that nothing this person did was responsible he had it if he thought that there was a threat on the other side he had a door between him and them there's no reason for him to open the door if he thought that there's a threat you know even when he opened the door you're supposed to apparently they teach you to identify your target so he just shot blindly you know well that's what that's what that's what i'm saying i know it's the irresponsible gun owner but i think it's like I think a lot of these things are systemic of the fact that people are so afraid all the time now. 
Like, I think if that person doesn't feel so much fear in his life, that they take that extra second. Like, it, uh, people are just uh, constantly afraid of all the time. And and they think buying a gun will make them feel safer, and then they just fucking shoot. They because like you know they they think okay I'll feel safer this will, this won't be so bad. It's like no man like it's 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 just sad like this mm-hmm. this guy is not being charged. Um, of course not. It's Florida. I mean yeah it's Florida too, but it's just like think about all the guilt he he's already gonna have to carry you know like he killed your daughter's husband a guy that you were really close with like they that's just like a terrible terrible burden all because of fear and 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 a gun yeah um but last but not least this was probably my favorite story that came from the internet uh teacher suspended for saying that uh the Confederate flag is basically a, cre- a precursor to inter, uh, excuse me, incestual marriage. She told, <laughs> she had an image in her class underneath the caption it said basically um, a signal that you're most likely going to marry your sibling. Which I think is fucking hilarious. Right. Um, because, yeah. And <laughs> it's just, it's, it is funny because it's like she's throwing so much shade at, at, people who love that that flag and and you know fuck those people and not only that she did it in georgia yeah she's teaching georgia that that that, that's hilarious who you know until what like the late 90s had um the confederate flag on their state flag Mm -hmm. so i'm just like you know it's fine by me right i'll allow this i'll allow it because I mean, uh, well, you know what? For a large part of the country, I, I, I love the meme that is like that. Um, yeah, to you it might mean um, heritage or whatever, but to everybody else, it just says that I'm a racist. And yep. like, that's that's true. That's true of it. You know, uh, I don't, and it's I don't like I don't know that I could ever be friends with somebody who felt. Like it was okay to fly that oh, flag. Dude, if you flew, if I saw that you flew a flag, that's the last time I come to your house, and that's the last time you probably come to my house. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, this is what you're doing. All right, we don't need to be friends at all. Right. I definitely write you off. Yeah. Just yeah. Bye. Mm. Well, um, I guess that's it, Reg. Yeah, yeah, I guess it is. Um, yeah, it's been an eventful, uh, 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 eventful, uneventful week. Like, yeah, a lot of good news going around. I'm so psyched to be getting out of Charlotte. Um, I'm so happy for that. Uh, Reg is coming to the big city. Yeah. Um, but until then, I guess. We just want to say, you know, as always, please speak your truth. Tell your story. And stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. Bye. And you can find Jonathan at TebbyWMF on Twitter 
and the Instas. And you can also follow him on Getting Ranked uh, podcast that he does that's here on the Brother Brother Podcast Network. Can we say we have a podcast network? I'm saying. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And you can follow that Twitter at Getting Ranked PC. Uh, And you can find Reggie, a.k.a. Hidanis, at H-I-D-D-A-N-A-S. He is a co-host for the Cinema Chat podcast. You should check that out. As well as a frequent guest and uh, co-host on Getting Ranked, uh, which, again, is at Getting Ranked PC. Uh, We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please don't forget to um, review, rate, and subscribe.